Hello, and welcome to the Dynasty on the Lake podcast. This is the week 11 recap episode. Uh, I'm joined by Ryan today. Joe, unfortunately, had a, a conflict. Couldn't make it. What's up, Ryan? What's going on? Sorry if you hear noises. The Corgi is losing his mind right now. <laughs> All right. Uh, Ryan and I just had a nice little matchup in our league this week. I wouldn't call uh, it nice. Not, not so nice for Ryan. Um, I beat him pretty handily this week, 201 to 125. Uh, my team went off, and basically nobody on Ryan's team did much of anything this week, so hard to win when that happens. A couple, uh, I think maybe just one in-game injury this time around instead of four last week, so that was an improvement. Yep, yep, we'll talk about that shortly here. Um, yeah, I did get to 11-0 with that win and basically clinched the number one seed, I feel like based on the points lead I have. Um, Ryan, you fell to eight and three. And Joe and Pat also won this week, and they both got to eight and three. And they have a cake schedule for us the way. Well, Pat plays you, so you can you can easily take over or put some yes. separation there. And I played Joe yet, I think week 14. Um, so it's not, it's not that cake. They, they have at least one tougher matchup left each. Uh -huh. But uh, three-way tie at eight and three right now. But you do have a points lead on Joe. Uh, I think a 45 points on Joe and 58 points on Pat. So decent point lead there with three weeks left to go in the season. So should be a tight finish, though, between the three of you for uh, that second bye week in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, German Wonderkind and the Rising – both had pretty bad weeks, but they still managed to get a win to get to seven and four. They were both playing some of the rebuilding teams in our league, so they had pretty easy wins there. Uh, then Ozzy and Kevin did lose and fall to four and seven, but they still hold on to the sixth seed by 49 points right now over German Wonderkind. So um, they're, they're three games out record-wise, but you know this is a good example where um, – this new system, I think we put it into place last year. It's the first year where the sixth seed goes to the most points, not in the playoffs already. Um, yeah. So, you know, they, they could very easily get in with a losing record over a team with a winning record this year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. The way German Wonderkind's team is playing lately, it wouldn't surprise me if, you know, he ends up missing the playoffs, finishing like eight and six or something like that. I talked to him today, and it sounds like those may be his expectations, but we'll see. Oh, I think Kevin expect to get in that way. Uh, no, German expects to lose. I think potentially. Oh, he expects to lose. He he's feeling. Uh, he's not feeling good. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to uh, say anything about our conversations that we've had, but it does sign. Trying to gauge on whether or not he. Uh, he's going to sell, or some of his guys, yeah, maybe. And I, and I think he may be acquiescing to the possibility that uh, he will not make it. But you know, who knows. Yeah, I mean, it was, what, a few weeks ago we were, uh, you know, saying his trade for David Montgomery. I think he traded a first and a second uh, for David Montgomery. I think he's regretting that. Yeah, um, we yeah we were kind of hating on that trade at the time, calling it a desperation move. And, uh, yeah, that, that might bite him, especially if he misses the playoffs. I don't think that's going to bite him. But uh, who knows? Maybe he'll make it. Uh, with Herbert out, uh, David Montgomery looks like he could. Yeah, he'll be the guy for at least the next few weeks. Especially but... if uh, Justin Fields is going to miss a couple games, but we'll get to that. Yeah. Uh, we do have a couple trades to talk about this week. 
One of them I was involved in uh, happened on a Sunday morning. I traded away George Kittle and a third and fourth round pick next year to Pat for Tony Pollard. Uh, Ryan, I know you were not happy about this trade Sunday morning based on the conversations really we had throughout our matchups since Tony no. Pollard did go off uh, with the, nearly 40 points. Um, what, are, what were your thoughts on the trade, though, outside of, you know, me getting that just in time for our matchup this week? Uh, I mean, it, it makes sense for you. I had a feeling that if you're making that trade, you were going to plug Tony Pollard into your lineup. Um, that obviously, I don't think it was like a game changer. I still would have lost. Even if you had started who you were, you're starting Deontay Foreman, I think I still would have lost. Um, even with you playing Tony Pollard over Deontay Foreman, but apparently this was, this was a good trade. You're never going to start Kittle. Um, I, to be my biggest issue with this trade is that you made Pat's team stronger. I didn't love that. Pat just keeps walking into these trades that make his team that much stronger. Um, you know, I went back and looked at a couple trades Pat made, and the the Alvin Kamara trade is still blowing my mind. That yeah, that one is. But uh, hard to beat. <laughs> Pat just walks into these. Uh, the, I think maybe he doesn't like to use Tony Pollard, but he's not going to start Tony Pollard, and he needed a he needed a tight end, and and Kittle's a top three tight end potentially uh, right there on par with Mark Andrews and Travis Kelsey of being able to put up these weeks as we just saw from him. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing I took from that trade is uh, it's a good trade for both sides. I think, but uh, didn't love that you made Pat's, Pat's team uh, more competitive. Yeah. Well, I, I agree with you. It was definitely win-win. Like Pat had literally no tight ends. I think to play. This yeah. Week. Which is kind of what I liked to see. So yeah, he desperately needed a tight end. Um, I obviously have Kelsey and you know, I have some decent depth behind Kelsey with Juwan Johnson and Trey McBride playing now. Um, I don't so know they're going to get much from Trey McBride, but yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, that Kelsey you Andrews would devastate year. you. I don't know that – I don't – you're not going to recover that with that. As You're not going to have – that would have been an easy recovery to plug True. in. Yeah, I guess you I'm taking some – You're going to be – Yeah, I'm, I'm taking risk of more of a drop-off if something were to happen to Kelsey. I agree with you there. Yes. Um, but, you know, the tight end position, I'm okay with that. Um, and I, you know, I needed some running back depth or I, I don't know if I needed it, but I preferred to have some running back depth. I don't know that you needed it either. I don't know that you're going to start Tony Pollard ever over Aaron Jones and, uh, well, I would start him. Maybe one of those receivers. I can start him but... over Michael Pittman or Cortland Sutton, maybe. Sure. Given the, ma- given the right matchups, I'll have options there. Um, but no, he, he's a good running back depth piece. Who knows what's going to happen to him next year too. Um, he's got, I think he's a free, he's a free agent next year. So I don't know. I, I doubt he stays in Dallas. I, you know, I think he's going to go somewhere to be the, the RB one for a team because I think Dallas is pretty stuck with Zeke based on his contract. Um, I mean, even if he were to stay there, the way they used him with Zeke playing this week, I know they kind of eased Zeke back in. It was but... pretty 50-50, was it not? I don't remember the exact it, touch. It was, it was more 60-40 in Pollard's favor. I think they wanted to ease Zeke in a little bit, but. I think it's going to stay 50-50. Jerry Jones is going to make it 50-50. Yeah, for some reason, Jerry Jones is obsessed not... with Ezekiel Elliott still. and Yeah, it may not take not Pollard that having that many touches to just be electric with his touches, but I mean, I think you want to see him. I think you wish that he would be having more touches rather than going at 50-50 the way he's playing. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously, sure. You, you want don't know him that's to get the, the workload the way, you know. Happen. Right. But but no, back to the trade. So Pat Pat had a, has a ton of running backs. I, don't, I think Pollard's probably his RB5 on his team. What does he have? Kamara, Jacobs, Ramondre Kenneth Stevenson, Walker. Kenneth Walker. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to play Pollard over any of those guys. 
Yeah, again, I wish you would not have done this trade. You know, I think this is a good trade for you, but I think it also, I think you just, I think you made Pat's team a lot more, a lot stronger. I think that tight end position was something that, that we both had, uh, especially yourself, had a pretty big advantage with. And I think Mm -hmm. you kind of gave away that positional advantage. Not gave it away, but gave another team. Yeah, uh, I mean, I don't know. Kittle, Kittle's not as consistent as he's capable of the same ceiling Kittle started games, to be consistent. I, I mean, the last three or four weeks. As, it's not that he's not consistent. It's that offense isn't consistent with what they do. He's looked consistent in that offense the last four weeks. Yeah, uh, I, mean, I don't know exactly what that catch. line has been, but I'm pretty sure he's. He had one catch last week. This week on Monday night, he had four for 84 and two touchdowns. Um, He's kind of he's capable or he's susceptible to. You the, think he's boomer bust? Not necessarily boomer bust, but he's susceptible to a few more down weeks than Kelsey and Andrews are. Sure, I think he's. I think he's pretty clearly the tight end three. Yeah, I mean, rest of season. How much of a drop off that is? Maybe remains to be said, but he's he's looked good the last four weeks. I mean, yeah, him or Hawkinson, I'd say you know. Was, tight end three behind i think i would take guys. Kittle over hawkinson I, it's close yeah i i probably would link Kittle too but i think it's close between the two of them rest of the season uh what Kittle do this past week uh he had four for 84 and two touchdowns on monday night last night not Kittle. i'm sorry what did oh, hawkinson he had, i think that was his first down downish game with minnesota he's only been there two weeks right i think that was his third game was yeah it? yeah yeah, he had five for 34 and nine oh, targets. But yeah, Minnesota just had our overall bad I, prefer, I, I would much failed. prefer, much prefer uh, Kittle. But yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a win-win. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. I think that was as win-win as it got based on our team needs. So um, yeah, I, that, that was the slight concern though, making, giving him some tight-ended uh, improvement to where he's almost on the level i think you gave him exponential improvement to be quite i don't think you just gave him a little bit of improvement i think you gave him i mean he had nothing and now he's got potentially the tight end three so i think that was a significant uh yeah no i agree yeah obviously that part is yeah yeah it was i'm just saying it was a little bit of a concern to me that was not not big enough to make me not do the trade because no i mean you still have travis kelsey i wouldn't be super concerned i mean right i'm never gonna I'm very likely not going to start Kittle, and if I am, I'm. A you had Hawkinson and Kittle. Maybe you're not as confident mm. with your advantage there, but yeah, yeah. maybe. Uh, then we have one other trade that Joe is actually involved in. Uh, I know he's not on today to talk about it, but he did trade his second round pick next year to Nick for Isaiah Pacheco. Uh, not a major trade, but he, he's in need of a, another running back that he can plug in for now. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, how did you feel about this? Because, I mean, I can understand it for both sides, I guess. But I think Joe told me today that he's planning on starting Pacheco over DeAndre Swift, and I understand it. Mm-hmm. But I don't see the ceiling uh, for Pacheco versus Swift. I mean, I think you kind of still might. Well, sure, to- Swift is obviously is a better player. But if he's not getting volume, I mean, Pacheco's getting 15 to 20 carries a game the last couple of weeks. I, I see why he's doing that. Uh, I don't, I, I understand why he did. I think it's, it's, it's good depth. If he's doing it because he is, he's 
considering starting Pacheco over DeAndre Swift after every week. I don't know that that's. I think he's doing. I think that's more of a short term, you know, until Swift, until he sees Swift get more volume. Maybe I don't know, but I mean, I think Swift is. I, I think Swift is healthy. I think Swift. I think the coaches just hate DeAndre Swift and like Jamal. I Williams. mean, maybe, yeah, they, they love Jamal healthy. Williams. That's for sure. that he's not healthy. Like that's not it. They just don't like DeAndre Swift, and they yeah. like Jamal Williams. I don't want to tell you. Yeah, well, we'll talk about the Lions running backs more in a little bit here, but I mean, I don't, I, I don't hate starting Pacheco over Swift until we see more for more volume go Swift's way. Mm, I don't love it. I don't love it because I don't think it's going to be something you're going to do for more than one week or two. But yeah, I mean, again, it's, I mean, either way, it steps. Who knows? He's losing I mean, a second, so I mean, he's not starting the second. So I get why he did it. He, right, he, he's trying to you make nothing else to get some depth. Yeah, yeah, bolster up his team the rest of the season. I get it. I mean, Pacheco could be something, but he very easily could be replaced by somebody new next year at Kansas City, too. Yeah, I don't trust it. But yeah, for this year, I, I mean, I, I get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so good trade for Nick because I don't, I don't, in all reality, I don't think Pacheco is a long term asset. Neither do I. That's like, kind of what like I, I, like, I like Nick's side more. Yeah. But I get why Joe did that, too. That, sure. That's, he's, he wasn't going to. You know, draft pick wise, he probably had to give that second to get Pacheco. I don't think. Sure, and I'm sure there's some desperation in watching, like potentially who he thought was his running back one on his team, Mm -hmm. Uh, even more so than Barkley in being a year, just kind of shit the bed. So I totally get that. Yeah, definitely disappointing for for Swift so far. So, Um, yeah, he needed another running back. So, you know, he threw a dart there. We'll see how that pans out. Uh, injury news for the week. We had another big week of injuries similar to last week. Uh, let's start with Justin Fields. He hurt his shoulder at the end of the game on Sunday. Reports have kind of been all over the place so far. I, I've heard that, you know, he'll be good for this week or he could be out for the year. Uh, I've heard he's going to at least miss a week with the potential. Of yeah. the, the Bears aren't in it. They don't want to risk their star quarterback and shut him down for the year that's I mean, yeah, that would be the start i heard he's playing next week i've heard he's at least missing a game maybe multiple maybe shut down yeah it is his non-throwing shoulder so i don't know if this is maybe similar to, to what baker mayfield dealt with last year where he did play through it i think he missed maybe one game with it but yeah but if you're not competitive do they need right him? it's a totally different scenario with the team pretty far out of it right so i would have concerns i would have concerns that this might be uh uh, he's gone for a considerable amount of time. Yeah, it, it could be uh, if they play it safe, which they should based on the season. I mean, the way he's looked, they absolutely should play it safe. Why would you want to? I agree. Risk doing any more damage. I don't, I mean, it sucks for Joe, but you know. I mean, it doesn't suck for him. He, he's throwing Burrow, who, I mean, it's not, it's not like he's. No, I don't think he's like hurting, but I think you like Justin Fields quite a bit more than anybody else not named Patrick Mahomes the way he's played the last four weeks, maybe Jalen Hurts. I mean, even maybe, I mean, Justin Fields has been like a top two quarterback the last four weeks. Yeah. Yeah. I forget, maybe, I forget what exactly it was. I think we, after Patrick Mahomes, yeah. I think you like starting Justin Fields the way he's been playing. So, I mean, you don't want to see him go out. I understand Joe Burrow's a, a, a solid substitute there, but. Oh, it's sad to see the player that was playing uh, the way he was. Yeah. Be out. He, he's QB1 the last five weeks, including with the There you go. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. 
So. All right. Um, next injury, season ending injury for Wandale Robinson, who tore his ACL. I was all ready to talk about him in the rookie corner this week, and then he tore his ACL at the end of that game. But Look good. He was having a breakout game, nine catches, 100 yards against the Lions. Uh, but, yeah, that, very unfortunate there. Uh, hurts the Giants a lot because, you know, they don't really have any good receivers after him. Uh, Darius Slayton, I guess, is the guy now for them moving forward. Yuck. Yeah, not, not a great situation. Um, yeah, that also – yeah. That led to Daniel Jones having his first 300-yard game of the year, too. I think he had more than 100 passing yards, more than his previous best game this game. But, uh, yeah, big injury or you know, for him. Um, just when he, he was healthy and getting a, getting a chance to play a lot there. So um, it'll be interesting to see where he's ranked or how he's valued going into next season, though, based off a couple good games. I feel like he's kind of – kind of be in that like Kadarius Tony range going into this season because Tony kind of did the same thing last year he played in a couple games looked really good then was hurt the rest of the year and that's kind of what has happened with Rondale here yeah yeah they the Giants have bad luck with their mm -hmm. number one wide receiver rookie picks yeah uh, um, yeah speaking of Kadarius Tony he also got hurt uh injured his hamstring and uh, to be determined how long he's out for, I don't think I've seen any reports yet, but uh, another blow to the Chiefs who also didn't have Juju with that bad concussion. Nicole Hardman's on IR. Um, so, yeah, they're hurting that's, at the receiver like position. Patrick Mahomes, but, you know. Yeah. If anything, it benefits Travis Kelsey. He'll just have another three-touchdown game. for. Yeah, I mean, Kelsey had that huge game. They're playing a lot more multiple tight end sets too this week, the Chiefs, after Tony went down. Yeah, much of a choice, I don't think, at this point. But yeah. Yeah. Huh. Um, Clyde Edwards Alaire, another injury for the Chiefs. He had a high ankle sprain. He's out four to six weeks. Uh, he was kind of falling out of the rotation altogether there anyway. Yeah, I don't know if that's impact like that's impactful for Pacheco, I think. But Pacheco, sure. But I think Pacheco was running away with that job anyways. I I think so too, but you know, say they gave they were giving three to five carries to Edwards Lair, those are now going to go to Pacheco, so sure. it helps them out a little bit, sure. Um, being a two man rotation basically with McKinnon, who's going to get most of the passing down work. Yeah, uh, Mike Williams, your injury of the week, Ryan. Uh, yeah, that's, I can't, I can't. That was a great catch he made, too. Um, yeah, he made a nice catch, it was his first game back from injury. And for his first one point nine points. Thank you, Mike Williams. He and then he goes limping off the field Wonderful. after he makes the catch. Um, reports are it's a minor reaggravation, nothing major. I think he'll miss a week. He's likely to miss a week or two. I think. Even two, yeah. Um, yeah. I heard are in a playoff push. They're not going to hold out too long if they if they need them, but. I think they're going to push him back sooner than later, later with where they're at. But it, yeah. I did hear that uh, for the fantasy football playoffs, he'll be back. So you, you think it's not no more than three to four weeks, but I think maybe, maybe three weeks tops he's out, but hoping that it's just maybe like a one week thing and he's back. Yeah. We'll I don't see. know if they want to keep him out that, that, that long, but like, then again, with the way Josh Palmer played and, yeah, Palmer looked good. Allen looked good. Allen, that was his first game back, too, good. and he looked good. 
So. Uh, Kyle Pitts, another big name with an injury this week. Good for his, yeah, he wasn't. I mean, he wasn't really fantasy relevant this year, anyway. So yeah, I don't have to worry about starting him, right? Like, yeah, I mean, I feel like if you had him on your team, it's, it's more of a relief that you can drop him at this point. And yeah, get the hell out of here. Maybe pick up a better play from the waiver wire, but trash. Yeah, he tore his MCL, so he's he's going on IR and likely to miss the rest of the regular season. What a busted season for him. Yeah, I mean, that this was – the expectations were so high. I mean, you could argue that he's been the biggest bust, just, you know, from a single-season perspective this year. It was disappointing. Yeah. But... I mean, and it's not all on him. It's – a lot of it's on the offense and Marcus Mariota. Um, yeah. You know, I don't think it's a, much of a slight on his talent level. I think if we see them get a good quarterback in there next year, you know, he can go back to what he did his rookie year. Coach that wants to play him. <laughs> yeah, that is too how they rotate yeah. him out so much. I, I don't I never understood that part, but yeah. Bunch of idiots. Uh Melvin Gordon, not injured, but he was randomly cut by Denver this week. I don't want to say randomly, but randomly. Uh, it was surprisingly yeah. cut by Denver this week. Um, you know, he, he had another fumble on the goal line. That's what I assume they're cutting him for all the fumbles he's had this year. Yeah. Um, and similarly, Chase Edmonds got hurt for Denver with a high ankle sprain. So he's going to miss four to six weeks. Um, he's also that, bad. That leaves them with just Latavius Murray. Um, they Ooh. do have Marlon Mack on their roster. Stud. <laughs> who's been cut by two other teams already this year. So. Uh, yeah, I guess Latavius Murray is going to be a workhorse the rest of the season the way it stands now. Uh, I think Mike Boone is on IR. I don't know when he's expected back, but I'm sure he'll mix into the fold whenever he comes off. But if it's just Latavius Murray back there, he can be a solid play, I think, the rest of the year. Yeah, I don't know that he's like, uh, you know. Yeah, he's not going to light the world on fire. but Volume, yeah, for sure. Um, he's going to get the volume, the way it looks now, at least. Um but yeah, any any thoughts there on, on the Denver running backs? Uh well, I've been telling you forever, Chase Edmonds is bad. Well, yeah, hurt. He's worse. And Latavius Murray is probably the best of the bunch. And guess what? He gets to take over the backfield. So uh congratulations on for Latavius Murray owners. I mean, I, I don't love that offense in general. So yeah. Who so, knows how Latavius Murray works out over there? There's but. a rumor going around on Twitter uh Joe sent me this. There's no some you know evidence that this is true, but so the true. reason Melvin Gordon got cut was allegedly was he was blaring uh music by future in the locker room after the game Sunday. And future is the ex of Russell Wilson's wife, Sierra. Uh, and apparently Russell Wilson took exception to that and asked the team to cut him after that happened, because it's a known rule that you don't play future in the locker room for Denver. Um, I don't know how true this is. I mean, that would be kind of funny if that were true. If that's just... true, dude, I lose all <laughs> respect for Russell Wilson. What a little bitch. Yeah. <laughs> like, you suck ass, dude. You have bigger things to worry about right now. Like not being bad at your position. So yeah. if you're, if you're bitching about that, dude, let me tell you, the rest of the locker room lost respect for you, and you're going to continue to be bad because, like, 
your head is not in the right place. I find that hard to believe. Yeah, I lean towards that not being true. But if that's but true, Russell Wilson is such a weird dude that what that would surprise bitch. me if that were true either. What a little bitch! Like, what? A, you're an NFL quarterback. Like, and I feel like the, my fucking twelve year old niece could beat the shit out of you because you're such a little bitch. Like, who the fuck would respect you? Nobody in that locker room respects you if that's true. It's embarrassing. Uh, I hope that's not true. Because yeah. I like Russell Wilson, and uh, as a person, he seems like a good dude. But what a little bitch! He, he's cool. a weird dude. So, you know, he's that, a weird that, dude. That, that, By weird dude, you mean little insecure bitch. Well, yeah, he, he's weird in a number of ways, and you can include that as one of them. But um, yeah, yeah we'll see you more details. That affects the locker room negatively if that's true. I, you would think. You think the rest of the team's like, oh, okay, he played some music and. You yeah. suck. If you're, it's not even like you're elite to where you get to be a diva. You suck. Yeah, I wonder if we'll hear if any more details will come out. You know, substantiating that or, or not. But I didn't hear. I, I did doubt not. it because usually those things. I did not hear that. There's no way that's true, right? They, that can't I, be true. I, I have to lean towards not thinking it, but I saw a number well, of people. You believe it if it was true. That, I mean, I don't know. It wouldn't surprise me that much. Melvin Gordon tweeted something out. Wouldn't you have heard something? There were a number of people on Twitter, you know, saying that's what happened. But I I doubt those sources. I mean, I know, I know, Twitter is your your news outlet currently. But I mean, anything reputable or just people tweeting? Now, a few, a few people. No, what? Nobody big. Nobody big was reporting that. Let's put it that way. No, was like no major guys. Where did it come from? Joe just found an account and just posted. No, no, it wasn't. So Joe mentioned it. I looked it up and I found a number of different um, accounts of people. What people? Know, in the fo- people in the football world. What people in the football community? I don't remember exactly what it was offhand. So I just random what. accounts. That wasn't random. I, these are these are accounts that you know had a following. I mean, it wasn't just some what random schmo with uh you don't even know it could be some random schmo who's just got followers because he's tweeting out crazy shit like that yeah no there uh, i mean they're, yeah i mean it's, maybe that's I mean, a whole other thing with verified accounts but let's move on there, we could <laughs> argue about this all day i need i need better news out i need i agree i mean i'm you're never gonna that's not official anywhere and you're not gonna I find need, it that way oh it's just not official. rumors I mean, of what's going ESPN on could be official right i mean that's not a story espn would likely get but. i think if, if they heard about that talk from the locker room why would they not have that why would they not have that kind of intel yeah i don't know we'll see whatever uh you're making me hate my one of my uh quarterback role models it's fine based off some something that larry said i mean, I, I i prefaced it i said i don't know i have no evidence that it's true but I don't, I mean, geez, Joe, look at Joe spreading rumors. What a bad guy, dude. He's going to Twitter for his news and somebody said something that somebody else said. And now it's, I thought, I thought maybe it was like, uh, it came directly from Melvin Gordon or it came no, from no. Cortland Sutton standing nearby and like, or like a, a assistant coach. Cause like, yeah, some, some account said it. Well, it's it, it's spreading, so that's why I brought it up. But there's no evidence that it's true. Well, plenty of stuff spreads. HIV spreads. It's not always a good thing. Well, you're you're taking it to a whole other level. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
another there's another surprise cut uh daryl henderson was cut by the rams today yeah dude they got they have such good running backs over there they may as well just start they have too many too many miles to feed over there for sure yeah i i have no idea what that was about he started the last game played like three or four snaps and then didn't play the rest of the game Cam you, know Akers. you know why i heard he got cut okay you're just i heard we're not going down this road Daryl Henderson played some music that Matthew Stafford didn't like. And so he went to the coaches and said, it makes me uncomfortable to hear the music that Henderson plays. Can you please cut him? And they cut him. Okay. I've heard it from a couple of accounts. I'm not really sure who they are, but. So Cam Akers uh, (laughs) ended up playing the bulk of the game after that. Um, I guess. So who's the other one? Maybe you could play Cam Akers in fantasy if you're, if you're, if you're taking risks. in fantasy stuff. I I wouldn't. I wouldn't touch it with the 10 foot pole. 30 carries a game and I'll average, you know, 0.8. I think he had 15 carries yesterday or Sunday, I should say. But I don't, what did he do with it? He had 14 carries for 61 yards. Okay. That's probably his best game of the year so far, but. Yeah. I mean, I. It is his best game of the year, yardage wise, actually. Take that back. Um, And I, Kyron Williams, maybe he gets into the fold more, but yeah, I, I, there's nobody on the Rams. I'm I'm putting in my lineup. Maybe Tyler Higby. That's about it. Allen Robinson had a touchdown. Do you want to? Do you want? Well, another injury on the Rams. We can talk about Stafford had his second concussion in this many weeks, so he's probably going to miss some time. Um, you trusting Allen Robinson with John Wolford or Bryce Perkins? I was entrusting uh, Allen Robinson if they traded Matthew Stafford for Patrick Mahomes. I wasn't trusting Allen Robinson. So, uh, no, no, I would not be trusting Allen Robinson. Yeah. Um, I tried to sell him. I tried to sell him and Julio Jones today to Pat for two seconds. Here's my <laughs> gut. Will you give me two second round picks? <laughs> yeah. I said I'll throw in Julio Jones on top of Allen Robinson. He wasn't having it. Yeah, I mean, that. That was yeah, a desperation offer, hoping to get a sucker. It was a troll offer. Um, we all know, you know. I did offer, I did offer, Allen Robinson for a second to German, and he that was when we had the conversation earlier. Well, yeah, he had a touchdown this week, so maybe try to sell him. You find a sucker that's desperate. Yeah. But... Julio Jones and Allen Robinson are going to die in my team. It's fine. Yeah, they're, they're roster cloggers at this point. You know, I've had got plenty of guys like that. I mean, Derrick Henry is probably somebody that will die on my team in a few years and a few other older guys I have maybe, but. Adam Thielen. Yeah, Adam Thielen's another one. He'll probably die on my team. <laughs> nobody's giving me a second for Thielen, and, you know, he's more valuable to me as depth than a third-round pick probably. So I, Yeah, I honestly thought about trading Allen Robinson for a third-round pick. I'm like, but he's depth, I guess. But man, I would take a third round pick for Allen Robinson. I think. I don't know if anybody would give a third round pick for Allen Robinson. No, I'm sure you can get a third. He's got value. Yeah, he's worth a third, but definitely not a second. Hmm. If you, obviously only if you're a contender, but and desperate for depth due to injuries or something. But we shall see. All right. Uh, let's talk about a few other guys. Um, Daniel Jones. He he. Uh, I looked up his numbers year to date. Uh, he, he had a good game this week, fantasy wise, against Detroit. Um, he was QB four on the week, 
340 passing yards. He also had 50 rushing yards and a rushing touchdown. He's QB nine on the year, which surprised me. I didn't expect him to be that high. I did not. You're blowing my mind right now. Yeah. What do you What do you think about Daniel Jones dynasty? Bad. I wouldn't touch him. Uh, they're going to move on from him. What are you talking about? Like he's not. Are they? I mean, they're what six and three, seven and three right now. Because of Daniel Jones. I don't think it's necessarily because of him, but they're not going to have a high draft pick. What What are they going to do at quarterback next year? Find anybody else. Mm. I think. I no, there's probably a homeless person on the street they could get to take over the job. I mean, are you kidding me? Daniel Daniel Jones is not the answer up there. I, I don't I don't think he's long term. I mean, I think they can resign him to a short term deal or or one of those fake ones. How I feel about him in a dynasty league. Like, yeah, yeah, no, I don't want him because he's even if he's over there next year, is he over there the year after? I don't know. I mean, he's been playing well lately. You're actively looking to acquire Daniel Jones. I, I know. I'm not actively looking to. I'm just asking what you think. And I'm telling you no. Okay. No, there's many other things I'd rather do with my time, uh, my precious, precious time, than look to acquire Daniel Jones in my dynasty league. Okay. Fair I mean, enough. Yeah. I don't I'd know rather how... watch paint dry on the wall. It'd be more productive. I yeah. Think. I think his rushing upside presents some value. I don't think he's worthless. Um, what do you think is passing? I think if he's, if he's your QB two on your dynasty team, I think that's a good QB two to have. You could he could fill in for bye week or an injury or something, and yeah, QB three he could fill in. I would take mm-hmm. him as a quarterback three. I, I, if, if I, I was playing in a two quarterback league, and I and Daniel Jones was my quarterback two. I would actively like go to people and ask them what I did wrong with my life. Well, you wouldn't be doing anything wrong because he's been QB nine this year. If you had him this year. I, that that boggles my mind. That that can't. It surprised the hell out of me too. But he's QB nine. Are you sure you're not you, you're not reading nineteen and no, saying he's no? Q, he's QB nine, 177 points. Um, and by and what are they like? Is there like a cluster of everybody else who has 177 points? So at any given moment, he can be quarterback 18 or quarterback. No, no, not that big. Um, and then by points per game, he is QB 11. So he's still QB one by points per game. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the stats, I guess stats don't lie. I don't want Daniel Jones. Uh, you wouldn't rather have Kirk Cousins over Daniel Jones? I prefer Kirk, well, long-term, but it's close. It's closer than you think. Oh, dude, who do you prefer, Kirk Cousins or Daniel Jones? I, just, I, th- I would take Kirk, but it's close. Okay, then let me try and think of somebody else uh, off the top of my head. Um, I'll take him over the old guys, like, Brady and Rogers and sure. I'm not, I'm not thinking Brady or Rogers, um, but, uh, but, but, oh my gosh. Why can't I, Geno Smith is a top 10 quarterback. I'm assuming right now. So that's a stupid question to ask Geno Smith. He's got to be top 10 quarterback, right? Yeah. He's QB eight. Okay. Um, Carson Wentz. Oh, I mean, that's not even a question. Daniel Jones over Carson okay. Wentz. Oh, you just like you're a Carson Wentz hater, dude. You got some. I mean, he was just benched for Taylor Heineke. He's healthy now. He's just not going to be. The there best you go. Uh, Heineke over. I would take. Come on. You t- I would take Daniel Jones. Heineke's... Daniel Jones is bad, dude. I don't want anything. To... Russell Wilson or ta- uh, Daniel Jones. Oh, man. <laughs> Russell I mean, Wilson or Daniel Jones. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> I have to think about it. It's how bad Russell Wilson's been. 
Um, Russell Wilson or Daniel Jones? One of them you can listen to future around. One of them you can't. Who do you take? You know what? Give me Daniel Jones over Russell Wilson. Wow. I, I still go with Russell Wilson over Daniels. That's insane. That's your, you're going to Jimmy Garoppolo or. See, Jimmy's tough because I, I don't know what's going to happen with him next year. I know that's a hard one, but I think, I think we both know Jimmy Garoppolo is the better quarterback. Mm, I no, would take, no. the, I, I would lean Jones, but that one's close too. Wow. Well, I mean, come on, Daniel, Daniel Jones is not the answer. Vanilla Vic. That's what, that's what Saquon Barkley calls him. I think. That's pretty accurate. He's very vanilla, <laughs> boring, and I don't know. I feel the, the maybe a very nice guy, nice dude, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not super high on him. He's probably like in the mid mid QB two, like QB eighteen overall dynasty number eleven quarterback overall, or whatever you've been saying. Like, well, I'm, I'm just saying dynasty rating where I would rank him in dynasty is around QB, you know, sixteen to eighteen, probably. Okay, I, I, uh, you know, that's fair. I'm not a not a Daniel Jones guy. That that's clear from this discussion. <laughs> yes, not a Daniel Jones guy. All right, uh, let's move on to another quarterback who's ranked highly but hasn't really performed much lately. Let's talk about Lamar Jackson. Um, that's the numbers here for you on him since week four. He's only been averaging fifteen point six points per game. Uh, and he only has two games since week four where he's been a QB one. And both of those were at uh, Q, one at QB nine, one at QB 10. So it wasn't even like a, a big spiked week like he had a couple of early in the year. Um, what, are, what are your thoughts on Lamar Jackson right now? Uh, he, he had those big 40 point games weeks two and three. He hasn't done much of anything since then. Yeah, he better get it together. He better get it together because he's screwing me in a lot of leagues right now. Uh, our two quarterback league being one of them uh, in another league. Um, I don't know what's going on with him. He, he was great. seems like all of a sudden teams are are zeroing in on him and they understand how to play him all of a sudden. No big passes over the middle to Mark Andrews. Like what the F is that, sir? Like, and it may not even be Lamar Jackson's fault. Coaches need to scheme, get together, figure out what's going on. This is embarrassing and figure it out. I, I, I'm not seeing the plays. That he's no, he's not thrown over the middle very much that I can tell. Like, uh, where are the big uh, Mark Andrews plays? I mean, I know Demarcus Robinson had a heck of a uh, a game, but uh, I I don't know what's going on with Lamar Jackson. It's tough to watch Justin Field Fields uh, run all over these teams. Um, you know, putting up two hundred rushing yards a game over here. And even mm-hmm. having three passing touchdowns, and Lamar Jackson can't do diddly, diddly squat. Like I don't know what's going on. So I don't know mm-hmm. if it's defenses being a little scheme up for him, contain him, force him to make throws that he's uncomfortable with. I think uh, Lamar Jackson seems to be at his best when he throws over the middle of the field to to his big tight end. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. He's got to get it figured out. Yeah, it, it's it's strange to me how little you know he's been doing fantasy wise. You know, for the last eight weeks, is it? Yeah, last eight weeks. Um, he's QB sixteen the last eight weeks. I mean, and that's a, that's half the, that's half of a season right there too. So yeah, yep. that that's very concerning to me. Um, you know, I think at some point he'll get back to his his old form, but. 
yeah, it's discouraging to see this stretch here. Um, and Daniel Jones, who you hate so much the last eight weeks, is averaging four, uh, four more points per game than Lamar Jackson. Just so, of course, you trade Lamar Jackson straight up for Daniel Jones. Though. No, I'm, I'm just I'm just saying that's how much Lamar is struggling right now. He is struggling. I have high hopes that he'll get it figured out. Um, again, I think maybe this could, maybe the coaching, they need to figure it out um, and maybe make some adjustments. But um, yeah, I, I would imagine he'll get it. I'm not, I'm looking, not looking to shop Lamar Jackson for Daniel Jones right now. Um, I mean, I would never do that. And that's not, nor would, I, nor, would I be starting Lamar, nor would I be starting Lamar Jackson next week or starting Daniel Jones next week over Lamar Jackson. Oh yeah. I, I would never do that either. Yeah. Um, it, you have some interesting stats. I know, I know you're a big Daniel Jones guy all of a sudden, but, uh, uh, no, I, I'm, I'm, are you concerned? Are you, what's your concern meter on this? On Lamar? Yeah. Um, probably like a, like a four. It's not, it's not a major concern. I, I, I would think I would put it at like a two. I think he gets it gets it figured out whether or not he gets it figured out in time to to help yeah. some teams better perform. well i think the other thing is his lack of weapons outside of andrews right now too i mean he lost bateman for i mean just the marcus robinson just had what yeah he, he had a big game yeah. i mean would you can we'll talk about him in a minute i don't know if i consider him a weapon but yeah. i mean he's, he's catching the ball yeah well but... let's just talk about demarcus robinson now he's on our list to talk about when we get to yeah. receivers but yeah, he's yeah he had what ball. nine for 128 this week yeah i mean He's seeing targets. He has 21 targets the last three games um, since Bateman went you, out. I mean, how many weapons has he really had besides, I mean, he lost Bateman. He lost Bateman, yeah. They, they didn't really have many to begin with. That's what I'm saying. Like, he can, we've seen Lamar Jackson make, make some of these guys work uh, in the past. I don't know that lack of weapons. May, now, maybe Mark Andrews being out the, when, you know, the last couple of weeks, I could understand that, but I mean, he had Mark Andrews and maybe, I mean, maybe Mark Andrews is still being brought back slowly, but I, I mean, you just threw for, for 120 yards to one, to one guy. I don't know that that's it. Um, I, I honestly don't, I don't know. If, I don't know what it is. Yeah. I mean, maybe part of it's too, that the running game with injuries and the, to the running backs, the running game's not been as strong, consistently strong, I should say. Um, maybe that's impacted, you know, the way defenses are playing them too. Uh, that could be a part I mean, of it. Kenyon Drake, besides, they had a great week the week before this past week. I mean, he had 100 yards rushing and two touchdowns. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. But it hasn't been consistently good. I mean. No, but Drake, I guess Edwards the week before that. I mean, they, 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 they've had a pretty decent running game. Um. I, I don't know that you can blame it. I, th- I feel like we're trying to make excuses for them now. Yeah, I mean, maybe we are. I but... think the bottom line is, is they're getting outplayed by these defenses and the coaching is bad. Yeah, I mean. They're unable to adjust and make adjustments and, and, you know, whether it's on Lamar or the coaches, it's just not happening. Yeah, I mean, if you feel the weapons aren't the issue, I feel like your concern should be a little higher than it too, but. I, I no, I don't feel like the weapons are the no. I've, I'll be my my concern is a, is a, I feel like it's the coaching. I feel like there's a, a lack of adjustments being made to the way these defenses are playing Lamar. Mm-hmm. I don't know that it's, I don't know that's all on Lamar. I mean, so your 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 idea of lack of weapons is they just don't have a shot Bateman or I mean, it's I, just a consistent running game. They've had all those injuries in the running game, and 
I mean, they've had guys step up. Stepped up weeks. Yeah, ago. one week yeah. here, one week. And there. Drake has stepped up. I mean, J.K. Dobbins wasn't on the team all last year. Lara, like he wasn't playing all last year. So I mean, what's different from last year then? Yeah, I mean, they did have Hollywood Brown last year. Yeah, I mean, but they had. Uh, I mean, they had Bateman for part of this year. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, I guess they Hollywood's better than Bateman, but I think Bateman was expected to be the wide receiver one. You know, I'll give him that he didn't have Mark Andrews for a couple of weeks. I don't know what's. I don't know what. The, I don't. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to really put your I finger on what him to get it figured out. The Baltimore's never had a lot of weapons. Yeah. Besides Mark Andrews, in my opinion, you're right. Yeah. So uh, to say it's weapon based, I don't know. He's always been able to. I mean, why is he not doing it with his legs? Like he's. Yeah, I mean, he has six hundred. He is that's where he's getting any value. He has. He's had that's where he's getting some points for sure. But I mean, he's yeah, not, he has six hundred plus rushing yards. He's season. not the the Lamar Jackson that was. It just doesn't look like he's running over all, all over. It, teams seem to be keeping him more contained. I feel like, or at least trusting themselves to keep him more contained. That it's not leading to those big plays. Yeah, four of his last yeah. seven games, he's failed to clear one hundred seventy five passing yards. What what is it? What have it has his rushing yards been the last seven weeks? 31, 82, 43, 59, 77, 58, 73. Okay, so he's still pretty much in the ballpark. I, I, I maybe it's the lack of passing touchdowns. Yeah, he's got eight, he's got 16 passing touchdowns, three rushing touchdowns. Weeks, what does he have? Over the last seven weeks. Three, four, five, six. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, um, he had 10 the first three weeks, and he's had six since then. Yeah, I mean, I, I think defenses are starting to key in on him, and they got to make adjustments. That's that's my thoughts. Yeah. Um, Figure out how to get the ball to your best player out there, Mark Andrews, and go from there. Yep. Throw the ball to Andrews. Yeah, we'll see what adjustments they make on the stretch here. But, uh, yeah, I, I think it's hard to say. It's just one thing. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about a running back who's had a couple good games in a row now, who we were very down on most of the season. Uh, Nashi Harris. He had 90 yards rushing on 20 carries and two rushing touchdowns this week. Um, I think that had to be his best game of the year. Um, the week before, he had 99 rushing yards, no touchdowns then, but he had back to back games here with 90, 90 plus rushing yards. Jalen Warren did have a hamstring injury, so he was not involved as much. And it's not clear yet if he's going to miss some time. But um, do you have any improved outlook on Najee moving forward based on the last couple of weeks? No. No, should I? I mean, okay, the bag of poop doesn't smell as putrid. Is yeah, I guess it, I'm asking the wrong person because you you were you did not want to offer Romeo Dubs for Najee Harris in a trade. No way, no oh. way. I still I still stand by that. And you're gonna laugh until next year when you know one carries more value than the other. Not, no, no. I mean, great. Pittsburgh's gonna feel like they have to give him all these carries. He still didn't look that great. Like if you watched him play, he didn't look like he suddenly had a, a, a field of vision and and running around. Yeah, I mean, he, he doesn't look, he's not going to live up to his, he's never going to live up to his draft capital, but he looks solid the last couple of weeks. Who um, do you think looked actually like the better running back, Jalen Warren or Najee Harris? I mean, keep in mind, Jalen Warren gets very little 
right. I mean, he's he's looked good when he's looked good when he's gotten his few touches, but I is he you know. It's hard, to say, it's hard to say what he would do if given the full workload because we have just slow in comparison. Like he, like is he slow? No, I, I'm it's not. not like it's not all about speed. Though. I mean, Najee Harris has a lot more yeah, physicality to him than find the holes run through him. I, I don't know, man. He's an NFL running back. He can play better than than ninety five percent of the you know people in the world i don't know but am i thinking am i like excited to be starting Najee harris every week no you know are are you excited to would you go and try to acquire him after these last two weeks no i i don't know i do that because i feel like the, the people who drafted him are not ready to sell at the appropriate price for him yet i mean sure it's the right price but what but... is the appropriate price that's a good question. I mean, I, I'm not giving up. First round pick, late first round pick. You giving up for him? 2023 late first round pick. A late first. If I needed a running back badly, yes, but I don't. Think I wouldn't I give up if I knew it was a late first. I wouldn't give up anything earlier mid for him. Okay, so that's where we. I I don't think I'd give up. I don't even. I would be. I would be hesitant to give up a mid second for him. A late it's second. A Come on. A mid second. Oh, mid still. No, 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 no. Because you're you, you don't know what's. I don't know, man. You think he's gonna be? He'll be in what his third season next year. I don't know that they if they're gonna eventually play the better running back, and you, who's to say they don't draft somebody in the third round next year? I mean, maybe. I mean, maybe they do. I mean, they spent a first round pick on it. I feel like they're gonna be stubborn. That's what NFL teams do. Maybe, maybe. I don't know what that generates to him being good. And getting you fantasy points. I think he's going to see volume, though. That's that's the point. Like they were saying, Jalen Warren get more involved the week before, but now you're averaging yards per. What's his average yards per carry right now? Um, it's less than four for the season, but it's been better lately. Hmm. So one point eight yards per thirty carries, or per carry for thirty carries. Great. One point. No, it's more. Come on, you know it's not one point eight. <laughs> and they do it. They do have a pretty. Pittsburgh does have a pretty easy schedule for running backs the rest of the season too. So we'll see. He has to capitalize on that to really hold his value. I feel like, but I, I would, I don't know that I would, I wouldn't be trading much for him. Uh, That's just why I won't acquire him. I won't be able to get him because I won't be offering anything more than a second round pick. If I, I I don't know. I call me crazy. And maybe we'll be talking about this next, this next year and I'll look like an idiot and he'll be, a bona fide stud or a solid running back too, but I don't, I don't see it. I, I actually thought about trying to trade Jalen Warren to, uh, uh, what's his name? Who's got him in our league for like a second round pick. And even, and, and, and even when I'm thinking about that, I'm like, why would I do this? I can just see if Jalen Warren takes over the lead role mm-hmm. and then sell him for more. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to get a second for if you got a second for Jalen. Yeah, I, I doubt it. I would do that in a heartbeat. Don't don't say you wouldn't consider do it. I would probably not. do it. Come I would on. probably. I would. I don't know. I mean, you would do it in a heartbeat. Yeah, I picked them up off waivers. Of course, it's it's definitely. <laughs> but uh, you know, there's always that opportunity that even if Najee went down, you have a, a running a workhorse running back in Warren. Yeah, I mean, would he be a workhorse? I don't know. Maybe, maybe, or are they going to play behind him? Benny Snell. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, so he'll be a workhorse running back. Okay, like. 
No, I mean, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I picked him up off waivers when the season began. So yeah, second round pick is great. You know, especially from uh, that's 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 kind of why I didn't offer him a second round pick because um, this particular team is is would it be like a 2.02 or something. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't expect him to give up 2.02 for him. But yeah, I don't know. You train Jalen Warren for a third round pick. Third round pick, I no. If I got a second round, round pick, pick. For him, I would do that right away. I don't know. I wouldn't trade him for a third round pick. I think I'm waiting to see what happens with him then. Yeah, I might wait and see for a third. Now she's looking really good all of a sudden. Maybe I look to trade him to the to handcuff, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's different values, I guess. We're all learning value, how we all value players. Yeah. I right, value well, a normal person, and Jamie values them like. Uh, yeah, everybody has different valuations. So, I mean, that's the beauty of dynasty. You might find that's how you find values that fit what you're looking for. That's true. It's a good way to spend it. Uh, let's move on to tight end. So I just kind of wanted to talk about the overall tight end landscape this year, at least. So, so Travis Kelsey is obviously tight end one so far. He has 95 more points than tight end two, Mark Andrews. Andrews missed some games. Yeah, Andrews missed one game, got hurt another. Um, that, but that's greater than the difference between the tight end two and the tight end 33 in Greg Dulcich right now, which I found pretty interesting. So um, overall, by points per game, though, Kelsey is eight points ahead of Andrews. And Andrews is three points ahead of Goddard, Hawkinson, and Kittle, four ahead of Ertz, and five ahead of Fryermuth and Njoku. Everybody else is six points or worse below Andrews. Um, so that's, you know, Kelsey, Andrews, big gaps between them and then between Andrews and the rest of the field too, really, minus those few guys I mentioned within five points per game of him. So you're making my point that I made a couple of weeks ago when I traded for a tight end about how great the positional value is at tight end right now. No, yeah, I'm not saying I mean, you're, you're essentially if you're not facing Andrews, you have the rest of the league handicapped by like 15 points, 20 yeah, points. Yeah, for my league, I have, I have a big advantage. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, not 15, but yeah, points, but uh, uh, it could be on any given week, I guess. But yeah, I think it's probably at least 15 if it's not Andrews, maybe Kittle. Yeah, maybe I mean, Hawkinson. well, based on the numbers I said, it's 11 points a game better than Hawkinson and Kittle. That's Kelsey. I'm going off of you. Was it eight points better than Andrews? Andrews, and then people. There's people six points below Andrews. I mean, if you're facing yeah, yeah. That, so there are a few guys in the middle. They're like Hawkinson, Kittle, Fryermuth, and Joku. Okay, so then it's like eleven. So it's twelve to fifteen yeah. points. Yeah, twelve to 15, fifteen point advantage. Ten to fifteen, whatever you want to say. That's pretty right. big. Yeah, no, it's to give me. Yeah, I get that. Um, yeah, I would agree with you. The tight end landscape, the tight end landscape is pitiful. Yeah. And it's why I paid so much to get Andrews because that's a, a huge uh advantage, I think, if you have somebody like Kelsey or Andrews. Right. No, yeah. I mean, I'm I never discredited that part of it. I just felt like when you made that trade, was that the God was that the Godwin trade? I'm trying to remember. That was the Godwin it. trade. Yeah, I feel like you just gave up you kind of over you overpaid a little, is what I was. No, I, I didn't. Why, I mean, that's why I thought it ended up being a net zero, but but I think the overpay is ultimately worth it because again, I think I can make up those points with my wide receivers. It's much harder to make up those points 
tight end to tight end. Um, I think that's just very hard to do, especially playing Kelsey. Kelsey just put up 40 points this week. Yeah, that was his best game of the year. 12. <laughs> like, and it's still not, you know, so. Yeah. The landscape is abysmal. And I think you need a top three guy and maybe Kittle's that third guy. Yeah, I mean, him or Hawkinson are is really the only argument for third right now. So. All right, uh, let's get into Ryan's rookie corner. Uh, let's start with Traylon Burks. Looked good. Yeah, he had his first really good game of the year. Seven catches, hundred yards. How many? What do you have? Seven catches for one hundred eleven yards. Yeah. Okay. One hundred eleven. Uh, yeah, he looked really good. Uh, was I don't know that he was beating his defenders. But he was all over the field making catches. So, I mean, that's what you want to see. No touchdown. I think that'll come. Um, he looked healthy, uh, which was nice to see. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you have Traylon Burks, you're you're super thrilled. I think you needed to see this game uh, sooner than later. I don't think you want to. Yeah, I agree. Go a couple more weeks without seeing something. Um, so, it was nice to see that big game. And uh, they have nobody else over there to throw the ball. And. You know, as long as you have Ryan Tannehill throwing the ball and not Malik Willis, you know, I don't, I know you like Malik Willis, but I don't know that. I mean, I did coming in the season, but yeah, I don't want, I don't want to be starting Traylon Burks if Malik Willis is playing, but uh, Malik Willis isn't a long term guy. They're going to get another quarterback. Oh, okay. That's, that's new. I mean, no, I mean, I, I, I said I liked him as the best quarterback in this draft, but none of the quarterback, I mean, are you a Kenny Pickett guy? None of the quarterbacks have. Good. I'm a Desmond Ritter guy, but I haven't seen him play yet. Yeah, he hasn't had a chance. Uh, but no, I don't think any of these quarterbacks are going to pan out. But you did say you were very high on compared to the other quarterbacks. That that was yeah the preface there. But to hear you say you don't think he's the guy already. I, I mean, he's probably not. He's he was a fourth round pick. He's obviously not ready to be a. He had his couple starts. He's obviously not ready to be an NFL starting quarterback yet. No, um, no, but it was good to see. Tannehill and uh, Traylon Burks have that connection. I think that's what you want to see. I think it, if you're a Traylon Burks owner, you're that much more confident in his, in his capability. Um, yeah, it was and, good to see from him. I think he has a good chance to have a strong finish the rest of the season. I have a question for you. And mm-hmm. I, I got into this with one of our, one of our mutual friends. Uh, would you, I mean, he's he's an insane person, but uh, would you trade Traylon Burks straight up for George Pickens? Yeah, I like Burks over Pickens. Okay. I think that's pretty – and that's still a pretty easy thing to say, right, after seeing that game? Uh, yeah. I love George, I love George Pickens, and I probably would still keep Traylon Burks on value and talent, talent alone. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. Pickens. I mean – he it's was not, telling it's not me far that, off, but I just prefer Burks over Pickens. Yeah. Okay. Same. Pretty close, but, actually. But yeah, like like if we did the rookie the rookies from this year, I, Burks would probably be one or two spots ahead of Pickens, in my opinion. After that game, I think if he if he puts yeah, if we're doing pass, it right now. Yeah. Maybe maybe it swaps out, but yeah. So I'm just just curious. But uh, the other the next rookie is James Cook. I've been saying it from the the mountaintops. You did not believe me. James Cook is the running back one over there. Um, he had 11 rushes for 86 yards. Good for almost eight yards per carry. 
two car two targets didn't catch either one of them um Devin Singletary looked good over there as well but uh James Cook looks like he's got a little bit of a little bit of juice to him uh what do you mean he's the RB1 in Buffalo well, I think he's he's working his way to the running back. I mean, Devin Singletary's he's not he's not there yet, and there's no getting, getting he's gonna slowly get there. demoted, and uh, you know, it's not Hines. It's not the running back they traded well, for. Well, the no, yeah, I mean, never nobody. I like Hines. Hines. It's not. It's not Hines. Hines, like Hines plays a certain role. He's never going to be an RB one anymore. What role is Hines playing? Because how many touches I mean, he's had over the last since his skill set is for a certain role. To be the pass catching back, but yeah, he's they're not playing him at all, really. Sit on the bench, but yeah, yeah. that's his role for two weeks. Sit on the bench. Uh, <laughs> no, I think James, I, I would agree. I mean, I don't think he's like unseating uh, Singletary tomorrow, but I think he is the future, and I think it's very obvious he's the future when you watch him play. If only and, they could play the Browns every week, right? Yeah, I know we're gonna. This is where we bring up oh, only they can play the Browns. No, he's. He's, you can see the electricity when he plays. He is if he doesn't break off. Juice. Yeah, I'll give you that. If he doesn't break off like a fifty-yard touchdown run by the end of the season, I'd be very surprised because he they, he's getting to that point where you can just see it about to happen. Uh, he he's he's electric. I don't know what else to say other than, um, you know, he's slowly getting more involved. It'd be nice to see him maybe get. You know, those 10 to 12 rushes per game along with a couple catches. I think uh, if that's the case, then he gets, you know, two to three catches, does something with those. I think he becomes, he's a flex play at that point. I don't know that he's a flex play just yet, but I think 10 to 12 carries a game and two to three catches. I think, I think he's, that's a lot of opportunity for him. And I think he can do something with it. Yeah. I mean, I don't think he's ever going to be a guy where he's like the bell cow. Like, you, I think he could be maybe a one A in a committee and a like sixty forty or something, but um, you know he, he's shown some juice and he's gotten better um, the more opportunities he's gotten throughout the year. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. It's hard to say because Buffalo will go it's gone stretches this year where he hardly plays in close games, but then you know in a game where they easily you know they had multiple score lead on the Browns most of the second half, that's where he was getting a lot of his run um, in that game most recently so we'll, we'll see how they use it moving forward yeah i mean it's yeah well, i mean i expect him to do well but um the next rookie we have is jameson williams hasn't played a game yet uh getting very close to coming back i think uh they're talking i think in two weeks not week just, not thanksgiving, thanksgiving but the week after yeah it sounds like he um, might come back might be just in the nick of time that that Lions offense uh, has been running through those running backs, I guess. So we'll see how maybe having another pass catcher uh, kind of factors into that. Mm-hmm. Jared Goff hasn't looked great, but uh, and it'll be interesting to see maybe how that skill set meshes with the two of them, uh, being that Jameson Williams makes his, his living off the deep ball. But um, I'm excited to see him. I mean, I trade him away, and I'm still excited to see what he does. Yeah, I mean, he was, he was one of my favorite. My he was basically the one of my highest graded wide receivers in that class. I really like Jameson. I, Jameson Williams. Without that injury, I think he would have been, you know, potentially the the first wide receiver selected. I think he's the best wide receiver from that class. So, be interesting to see. 
But uh, yeah, other I mean, than he's that, close. I mean, do you think that like Amon Ross St. Brown's had some big games uh, last couple of weeks? You think this will impact St. Brown at all when he comes back? Uh, I don't know. I, I feel like they played. I don't know that it's going to take away targets. Maybe they let. Maybe they start throwing the ball a little bit more than they are. Um, maybe it even helps uh, ARSB with having someone else out there to maybe take away some coverage. Mm-hmm. Uh, no more. No more Hawkinson. I mean, who else are you afraid to catch the ball over there? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean. They don't. They don't have many pass catchers outside. It'd be nice to have somebody else to maybe take. DJ Sharp's back, I guess, but they haven't really oh. too much. Yeah, I didn't even know he left. Uh, he was he was on IR for a few weeks. I I know. I was just kidding because <laughs> hasn't done squat. But I mean, you got somebody else to take the top off the defense. Maybe that uh, allows uh, ARSB to kind of factor in more in those underneath routes. And I mean. You, yeah, I don't think it's going to – I think it could potentially benefit him more than it's going to hurt him. It wouldn't surprise me if they limit Jameson Williams this year too since they're not really playing for much. They don't want to overdo it with him. Sure. Just kind of ease him in there the last few games of the season and get him full go for next year. Yeah, that would make sense too. I mean, they're not playing for anything. Um, so, I mean, I could see that as well. Uh, the final rookie being Sky Moore. Um, I know one of our – League mates was happy to see him uh, do something, considering uh, he drafted him at one point oh four. Oh man, yeah. So I mean, obviously... a bad draft pick, but yeah. Well, you know, I don't know. That's if we did if we did the rookie draft right now. Sky Moore is not a first round pick. Either. No, he's easily he's easily not a first. There's no way he goes in the first round. Um, I don't know. Probably if... a mid second round pick at best. If we did that was... draft now. Oh yeah, there's no way. Uh, but Sky Moore. Look, five for 63 on six targets. I mean, to be fair, I mean, that good for him. He did something. It's always good yeah. to see. He, he's, he is playing without anybody else, any of his other major pass catchers over there. Yeah, um, I mean, the top three receivers, Tony Hardman, uh, Juju all, all out, and they might all be out this coming week. So who, who does that? I mean, that leaves uh, Justin MBS. Watson. And uh, in Sky Moore, I guess. Isn't MVS still? Oh, in MVS, yeah, sorry. Not that he's done a whole lot. I can right. understand. I forgot but, about it. Um, yeah, he's going to play more. Uh, he played a career high 42% of snaps this past week. Yeah, he better start showing something. I'm sure too. it'll go up now even more. Well, Juju won't be, could yeah. potentially not be over there next year. I guess you may know Juju and Tony the next couple of weeks. But... Yeah. You better start showing something, my friend. I mean, Opportunities there, so yeah. If he doesn't show anything now, I you know, I'd be nervous. Like he could be a bust if he doesn't I'd, perform here. Yeah, I might even be looking to sell Sky more. To be yeah, this honest. could be a good time to sell him too. If I'd be looking to shop him, see if I can get back what I invested in him. Yeah, maybe not one point oh four, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, good luck there. But I mean, if you, for Matt though, I can't see him trading him for like a second round pick. So I don't think he would do that. That almost might be smart in the 2023 draft, but I mean, we'll see. I mean, you don't want it to, you don't want to. You'd have to suck up your pride and, and eat your loss to, to trade him if you were Matt, <laughs> which yeah. you know he's not going to do. No, no, I don't see him doing that. Um, and maybe he'll, maybe he'll pan out. I, 
you know, who knows? Maybe he comes back and has a, maybe he ends the year with a few couple big weeks and we're singing a different tune. Yeah. I'm not sold on it. I might look to sell high if I can't, but yeah, uh, I would agree with you. You know, it, 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 you know, who knows? Maybe yeah. he'll do well. But uh, yeah, it's good to see that from him finally doing something. So we can go into your top five rookies week 10. I know you yeah. like to do this. Or actually, that should be week 11. Uh, top five rookies this week. Uh, Chris Olave for the sixth time this year in the top five. Wondell Robinson is one and only time. Uh, Traylon Burks, first time here. Christian Watson, the second time, two weeks in a row. And George Pickens for the third time. Uh, Year-to-date, no changes in the top five. Still in the same order as last week. Olave, Damian Pierce, Kenneth Walker, Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson. Um, Yeah, that's it for the rookies for this week. Uh, No bye weeks in the NFL week 12 coming up. Uh, Kind of strange because there are buys in week 13 and 14. Not sure why they don't just do 12 and 13 and get the bye weeks over with quicker, but um should be a higher scoring week around fantasy matchups due to that uh who, who are you playing this week in, in our dynasty league Ryan? uh matt okay so yeah me you me joe and you playing matt three weeks in a row uh i think now then who am i playing? I mean, I'll, I'll take it i better yeah. i better be able to win get this win yeah you're, you lost what to joe two weeks ago and then me this week was that right Yes. It was like just last week with Joe. Okay. So yeah, you can use a an easy win, which match should be based on his team. Then status. I play Pat and I don't remember who I end with, but yeah. I'm I'm playing injured reserve, so that should again be another handy. Oh, that's gonna be you're gonna be able, you could just not start half your lineup and you're gonna win. Just start Travis Kelsey and you'll probably win. <laughs> Then I play Matthew next week. His team has had some better performances lately. His so team fun. makes me a little nervous because his his team's starting to be able to like. He's got these rookies that are on. starting to come into form. So, like, I would be nervous to. Uh, I I think your team beats him, but yeah, I mean, he can definitely put up a score one forty randomly. And if you just have like a couple guys randomly get injured and not play, like, yeah, his team's capable of a big week. Uh that would make. Yeah, he's got Christian Watson, George Pickens, Damian Pierce, all kind of rounding into form. Um, yeah. And if he had Brees Hall still, he'd be a little bit intimidating. He'd be a borderline playoff team maybe if he had Brees Hall going still. Yeah, that would be uh, that'd be a little intimidating. But yeah, I think he's got multiple firsts, at least two firsts next year too. So his team's in good shape. Yeah, he's got Paris Ham- Campbell who's come on. Yeah, Campbell's weeks. been playing well, kind of out of nowhere this year. So Kadarius Tony got injured, maybe. Yeah, that would that would have been big for him if Tony proved to be something. Uh, I thought about buying Calvin Ridley off him, just out of. Yeah, that, that's interesting. I wonder. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what his long term play if he if he's going to hold on to the Ridley. Ridley will be a little older next year for him, but I mean, yeah, he is already twenty eight. I think. Yeah, he'll be twenty eight in December. Yeah, I was surprised yeah. at how old he was too. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm assuming you guys all have fairly easy. I feel like, yeah, so, like, like I said, Joe and I play each other week 14. Yeah, yeah, and you play Pat, but then you have you play Matthew, you and Matt, you play Matt and your brother 
the other two weeks. Yeah, but I don't know that Matthew is going to be an easy win. Like we yeah, just I mean, well, I'm playing him too, so you can't call it an easy win for me, but not for you. Just put up 200 points on me. Three play, 120 points between three guys. Like, get, get the hell out of here. I got nine from AJ Brown this past week. Like, come on. Two and a half from Williams because he went down. Like, yeah, that's that's the way fantasy goes. What a bad week. Even yeah. Austin Eckler. You see Austin Eckler put up 18 points, and you're like, it's weird to be disappointed by it. But I'm like, what the what 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 is that? Mike, my, my your kicker scored what eight? My kicker scored 20. My quarterback scored thirty. Your quarterback scored thirteen. Like, and I still cannot make up that that difference with the rest of these guys. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I had a few guys just go off, and when that happens at any any team, it's hard to make up for it. Yeah, that hurt. So we'll, I mean, we'll see. Hopefully, you. Uh, it'd be nice to you know if your team's bound to have a, you know, every team has a bad couple weeks. Let's get yours in the playoffs then. Keep yeah. Keep, let's hope it's week fifteen. Let's hope it's week fifteen when I'm on the bye. Oh, just get it out of your system. Put up seventy five points. Get 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 everybody fresh for week sixteen and seventeen. You know. Yeah, great. <laughs> great. Yeah, but uh, no, I think that's it for this week. Uh, follow us on Twitter at DynastyOTL, and we'll be back next week uh, with our next episode. See ya. All right. Thanks, everyone.